Hello, welcome to another episode of Behind the Fragrance from Thomas Clipper. I'm Matt and this is Antonio. And if you've been following our past episodes, you'll know that Atlantic, our latest cologne, a gorgeous citric summer scent, will be available from thomasclipper.com 24th May. In this episode, we wanted to celebrate the inspiration behind Atlantic, and that is our creative director, Stu. He's an inspiring hulk of a man. Beautiful flowing locks, and no, that's not that wasn't. Uh, sorry, Stu. No, the the real the real inspiration behind Atlantic is the stunning and enormous and beautiful Atlantic Ocean. And so, in this episode, we're going to go on a little bit of a travelogue. So, holiday, eat your heart out, and share our favourite Atlantic-based escapes. So, Tony, let's start with you. My Atlantic-based spot is going to be Cornwall. Um, yep, so when we were looking for inspiration for the cologne, only £90 from thomascliver.com from next week, we realised just how enormous the Atlantic is and how it ties together so many different terrains and cultures. And of course Cornwall, though it probably doesn't immediately, maybe it does leap into the imagination, my geography was always poor, uh, but is you know technically one of them. Uh, I never actually went to Cornwall until my 20s and with my slightly diverse ancestry covering Mexico, Guatemala, Ireland, America and and living in a few different countries as a family we slightly shunned UK holiday hotspots growing up however uh, over the last uh, whatever it is uh, years uh, my wife and I have developed a kind of two, a couple of favourite spots around Cornwall so one's around the kind of the Polseth beach area on the north part of Cornwall just across from Padstow of Rick Stein fame and it's near to the uh, Camel Estuary from where the Doombar beer comes from and apparently the tale of uh, sailors hitting the uh, when the you know the seabed as it, or the riverbed actually as it would um Uh, as the tide would go in and then get trapped and swept away by the mermaids uh, or so they say Um, but it's an absolutely stunning landscape particularly around the St Endinox church area which has like this tiny little priest where the vicar uh, has to to be lofted down each year so that they can say just one uh, sermon a year to keep it going I believe actually technically to take their tithe sort of like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Don't be blasphemous, Matt. Uh, and then we love, across the other side of Cornwall, the gorgeous little fishing village of Muzzle, spelt Mouse Hole, uh, which is not a million miles away from the bustling St Ives, and it's such an amazing, quaint and picturesque village, and you can just while away the hours by the dock watching the tide go in and out. Very, very evocative, Antonio. Very nice. Um, something nice about Cornwall as well, if you're thinking of... Um, charging out and exploring the British Atlantic coast uh, is that you can actually get there by uh, Pullman and here's an interesting fun fact uh, it's the last high speed uh, Pullman dining car uh, that, that can take you out to to, uh, to Cornwall from London and we've done that trip uh, my wife and I and it, it's brilliant you sort of watch the sunset as you're having a proper three-course meal with real cutlery and real plates. I know that doesn't sound that exciting, but on a train, for some reason, it is very exciting. So, so anyway, there you are. That's how, that's how we'd recommend getting out to getting out for your Cornish adventure. Um, but that's not, that's not my choice. Uh, a train is, is not my choice this time. It's going to be uh, the, the city that perhaps defines the other side of the Atlantic, a city with world-renowned, a city that's shaped global culture, 
uh, and national politics and, and, and um, of course talking about Ocean City, New Jersey, on the Jersey Shore. Uh, it's, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Ocean City, Ocean City is brilliant. I'm not talking about Ocean City, I'm talking about New York. Um, so when, when we're sort of putting this together, uh, Stu's choice, no spoilers, but is, is, a, is an iconic sort of coastal location, somewhere you really go to make the most of the sea. Uh, Tony's choice, of course, is, is, is a countryside location on the sea. And to, to carry on the theme of city, coast and country that we started, um, started with our Unite Fragrance Collection, uh, I, I've got to choose the city on the Atlantic, which is, which is uh, New York. So in putting it together, I was sort of thinking, well, what am I going to say about New York that, that either hasn't already been said a thousand times or, or isn't so completely niche as to be irrelevant to most, of, um, to most of you listening? And actually, that's, I think, what I hit upon was the idea that the depth of culture, the depth of you know, things that you can do in the, in, in the city... Um, are, are actually what makes it amazing. And that's a little bit similar to, to London, I think, in, in a sense, in that you know, if you were to give somebody a, a list of what are the five things to do in London, you know, if you hadn't met them, if you weren't great friends with them, if they'd be completely bland and generic, you'd say, well, you should probably see that bridge that goes up and down and where the Queen lives and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and of course, yeah, okay, you should, and you should see the Empire State Building and, and, and you should do all those, all those things. Um, but you know, realistically, anyone could tell you that. You could, you could, you could sort of wander around, wander around Central Park, and and take some pictures of the Chrysler Building, and and you wouldn't have even scratched the surface of of what makes the city so exciting from a cultural, from a gastronomy perspective. So here's here's my tip for New York, which is find something that you already love. If you're into jazz, right? Or if you're into pizza, you know there's some incredible pizza pizza joints in, in New York. So find something you're already into. Get onto a blog, find out the people who know about that thing in New York, and then just base your trip around that because because you're going to find a level of depth and a level of interest and excitement, and you're going to open up a part of the city that you otherwise would probably miss it by just sort of craning your eyes upwards and snapping pictures of. of the iconic skyline, which you should also do because it's absolutely brilliant. So that's my sort of two cents on on New York. Anyway, an absolutely brilliant uh, place to spend spend some time if you're able to when we're when we're all travelling a little bit more. And on and on that note, uh, Stu, I think you've got a you've got an international destination to share with us as well. I would have loved to talk to you about my trip last year to Nazaré in Portugal, home of the big waves. But as we're under travel restrictions, we couldn't go. So instead, I'll tell you a bit about my favourite Spanish city, Bilbao. It's a city in northern Spain, the largest city in the province of Biscay and in the Basque country as a whole. It's also the largest city proper in northern Spain. It's the home to football team, athletic club known as the Lions. The club is one of three founding members of the Primera División that have never been relegated from the top division since its inception in 1929 the others being Real Madrid and Barcelona. It's a significant symbol for Basque nationalism due to its promotion of only Basque players and being one of the most successful clubs in Spanish football history. They've won La Liga eight times. The city was appointed City of Design by UNESCO in 2014 and has been part of the Creative Cities network since then. One of the major museums in Bilbao is the Guggenheim. It is the work of Canadian architect Frank Gehry 
has permanent collections focusing on the visual arts in the, in the second half of the 20th century to the present, with artworks from Richard Serra that you can walk through, and Jeff Coons, which is a huge dog. <laughs> it also includes temporary exhibitions with a more varied nature, like Russian art or engravings from Dura. Another Portland museum is the Bilbao Fine Arts Museum, first established in 1908 and housing a notable collection of Spanish and European work from the 12th century to present times. The collection from before the 20th century is centred mainly around Spanish and Flemish artists such as El Greco, Zubaran, Murillo, Goya and Van Dyck. It has an eye-catching collection of avant-garde pop from the post-impressionism of Gauguin to pop art and the expressionism of Francis Bacon. It also has a funicular train. It links downtown Bilbao with the recreational area at the summit of the nearby Arzanda Mountain, which has a park, several restaurants, a hotel, a sports complex and superb views of the city. The ride down is pretty hairy, although I still recommend that you sit at the front. We visited some fantastic restaurants when we were there, but the top two have to be El Huevo Frito and Burton. Huevo Frito literally means the fried egg, which they invented in countless variations on their pinchos. If you don't know what a pinchos is, it's a portion of food on a bread or held with a toothpick that you can eat in one or two bites without the need for cutlery. And in Burton, they bring you a beer with every tapas. Let's just leave it at that. On a similar note, yeah, I mean, I know I've already had my city on the city on the sea, but what Lisbon, Lisbon should probably be on this list somewhere. This list should be hundreds and hundreds of places realistically, so we probably shouldn't just bang on. But yeah, Lisbon's a definite, a definite contender. Maybe I should have done that instead of New York. Write in, tell us what you think. Well guys, Michael Paling, eat your heart out. Uh, for you listeners out there and fans of Only Connect, there is a hidden message and link in this podcast. So if you get the link, email it to me at antonio at thomasclipper.com with the link. And if you're right, and if you're the first person uh, to email correctly, then we'll send you off a free Atlantic cologne. First one, right? Oh, how exciting. I don't even know what it is. Am I allowed to enter? I presume I'm not allowed to enter. Anyway, on that happy note, we should leave you. Um, we've got lots to do uh, around the launch still. We're, we're hoping to actually send out the Kickstarter uh, rewards in the next day or two, uh, which means you should be receiving them really, really soon. Until next time. I've been Antonio. I've been Stu. And I've been Matt. And this has been Behind the Fragrance from Thomas Chipper. Chipper? <laughs> I don't even know the name of the company. Gosh. This has been Behind the Fragrance from Thomas Clipper, which is the name of our company. See you next week. <laughs>